There we go. Bust again. Cursed bloody music. Ah, about time. recognize me. Cream. Father of the judge. Cream. You remember Cream. Uh, Mr. Cream. <laughs> well, I'll be Mr. Cream. <laughs> Here, uh, sit you down. Sit you down. Here. There. Great weather for the time of day, Mr. Cream, eh? My old friend Gorman. <laughs> it's a sight to see you again after all these years. All these years. Yes, indeed, Mr. Cream. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> and you, tell me? I was living with my daughter, and she died. And then I came here to live with the other. Miss... Miss... Uh, what? Bertha. You know she got married? Yes, Moody, the nurseryman. Two children. Oh, grand match, Mr. Cream. Grand match. More power to you. But tell me then, the poor soul she was taken then, was she? Malignant. Tried everything. Lingered three years. That's how it goes. The young pop off. And the old hang on. Oh, dear, oh, dear, Mr. Cream. Dear, oh, dear. And you, your wife? Still in it. Still in it. But for how long? Poor Daisy. Yes. Had she children? Three. Three children. Johnny, the eldest. Then Ronnie. Then a baby girl, Queenie, my favourite. Queenie, a baby girl. Darling name. <laughs> She's so quick for her years, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what she came out with to me the other day? Ah, only the other day. <laughs> Poor Daisy. And your son-in-law? Eh? Oh, dear, oh, dear, Mr. Crane. Dear, oh, dear. Ah, oh, yes. Children, that's the way it is. They tear you to flitters with their flaming machines. A shocking crossing. Sudden death. As soon as look at you, tear you to flitters. Ah, in our time, Gorman, this was the outskirts. You remember? Peace and quiet. Do I remember? Fields it was. Fields. Bluebells. Over there on the bank. Bluebells. Oh, when you think.
Ah, uh, the horses, the carriages, and the barouches. Ah, the barouches. And all that's the dim, distant past, Mr. Cream. And the brooms. Remember the brooms? They were style for you, the brooms. The first car, I remember. I saw it here. Here, on the corner. A pick-pick she was. Not a pick-pick, Gorman. Not a pick-pick. A de-dying button. A pick-pick. A pick-pick. Don't I remember it well? <sighs> Just as I was coming out of Swans, the booksellers beyond there on the corner. <sighs> Swans, the bookseller that was. <sighs> Just as I was coming out with a rise of fourpence. <laughs> uh, there wasn't much money in it in those days. A de-dying, a de-dying. Uh, you had to work for your living in those days. It wasn't at six you knocked off, no, nor at seven neither. Eight it was. Eight o'clock. Yes, by God. Where was I? Oh, yes. Eight o'clock, as I was coming out of Swans, there was the crowd gathered and the car wheeling round the bend. A de-dying, Gorman, a de-dying. I can remember the man himself, from womb he was, the vintner. What's this his name was? Bush. Seymour Bush. Bush, that's the man. Well, one way or the other, Mr Cream, one way or the other, no matter it. It wasn't the like of nowadays. They're flaming machines. They'd tear you to shreds. My dear Gorman, do you know what it is I'm going to tell you? All this speed, do you know what it is? Has the whole place ruinated? No living with it anymore. The whole place ruinated, even the weather. Think of the springs in our time. Remember the springs we had, the heat there was in them, and the summers. Remember the summers would destroy you with the heat. Do I remember? <laughs> there was one year back there, seems like yesterday. Must have been around 95 when we were still out at Cruddy. Didn't we water the roof of the house every evening with the rubber jet to have a bit of cool in the night? Yes. Summer 95. Oh, that would surprise me, Gorman. Remember, in those days, the rubber hose was a great luxury. A great luxury. It wasn't till after the war, the rubber hose. You may be right. No, may be about it. I tell you, the first we ever had round here was in Drummond's place. Old Dad Drummond. That was after the war. 1920, maybe. Still very exorbitant it was at the time. Don't you remember watering out of the can? You must with that bit of a garden you had, didn't you? Wasn't it your father owned that patch out on the Marston Road? The Sheen Road, Mr. Crean. But true for you, the water and you're right there. <laughs> me and me hose, how are you? When we had no running water at the time. The Sheen Road, that's the one, out beyond Shackleton's sawpit. We didn't get it in till 1925. Now it comes back to me. <laughs> the wash hand basin and jug. <sighs> the Sheen Road. 
You saw what they've done to that. I was out in it yesterday with the son-in-law. You saw what they've done, our little gardens and the grand slow hedges. Yes, all those gazebos springing up like thistles. There's trash for you if you like. Collapse if you look at them, am I right? Collapse is the word. When you think of the good stone made the cathedrals, nothing to come up to it. And on top of all, no foundations, no cellars, no nothing. How are you going to live without cellars, I ask you? On piles, if you don't mind. Piles, <laughs> like in the Lake Age. There's progress for you. <laughs> ah, Gorman, you haven't changed the hair. Just the same old wag he always was. <laughs> Getting on for 75, is it? 73. 73. Soon due for the knock. Now, Gorman, none of that, none of that, and me turning 76. You're a young man, Gorman. <laughs> Mr. Cream, always a great one for a crack. Here, Gorman, while we're at it, have a fag. Here. The daughter must have whipped them again. Doesn't want me to be smoking, mind her own damn business. Ah, I have them. Here. Have one. Oh, well, I wouldn't leave you short. Short, for God's sake. Here, have one. <laughs> the, they're packed so tight they won't come out. Well, take hold of the packet. Ah, what ails me, all bloody thumbs? Can you pick it up? Yeah. Oh, dear. Here we are. Ah, yes. A nice puff now and again. <laughs> but it's not what it was. Th their gaspers now not worth a fiddler's. <laughs> Remember in the forces, the shag. Remember the black shag. Uh, that was tobacco for you. Ah, the black shag, my dear Gorman. The black shag. Fit for royalty, the black shag. Fit for royalty. Have you light on you? Well, then I haven't. The wife doesn't like me to be smoking. I must have whipped my lighter too, the bitch. My old tinder jizzer. Ah, oh, well, no matter. I'll keep it and have a draw later on. The bitch! Sure as a gun, she must have whipped it too. That's gone beyond the beyonds, beyond the beyonds. Nothing you can call your own. Perhaps we might ask this gentleman. Beg your pardon, sir. Trouble you for a light. Ah, uh, the young nowadays, Mr. Cream. Very wrapped up they are, the young nowadays. No thought for the old. When you think... When you think... Where were we? Ah, yes, the forces. You went in in 1900, 1900, 
1902, am I right? 1903. 1903. And you, 1906, was it? 1906, yes. At Chatham. The Gunners. The Foot. The Foot. But the Foot wasn't Chatham, don't you remember? There it was the Gunners. You must have been at Caterham. Caterham the Foot. Chatham, I tell you. Isn't it like yesterday? Morrison's pub on the corner. Harrison's? Harrison's Oak Lounge. Do you think I don't know Chatham? I used to go there on holiday with Mrs. Cream. I know Chatham backwards, Gorman, inside and out. Harrison's Oak Lounge on the corner of... What was the name of the street? On a rise it was. That'll come back to me. Do you think I don't know Harrison's Oak Lounge? There on the corner of... Damn it, I'll forget my own name next. And the square. Oh, it'll come back to me. Morrison or Harrison, we were at Chatham. That would surprise me greatly. The gunners were Chatham. Do you not remember that? I was in the foot at Chatham. In the foot. The foot. That's right, the foot at Chatham. That's what I'm telling you. Chatham, the foot. Oh, that would surprise me greatly. You must have been mucked up at the war, the mobilisation. Ah, the mobilisation. Have a heart. It just cleared in my mind as yesterday, the mobilisation. We were shifted straight away to Chesham. Was it? No, Chester. That's the place. Chester. Uh, there was Morrison's pub on the corner and, and a chambermaid. Oh, oh, what was her name? Uh, Joan Jean... Jane, oh, that, the, the very start of the war, when we still didn't believe it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chester. Ah, oh, those are happy memories. Happy memories. Happy memories. I wouldn't go so far as that. I mean the start-up. The start-up at Chatham, when we still didn't believe it. And that chambermaid, what was her name? It'll come back to me, as. And your son by the same token. Hey? Your son, the judge. He has rheumatism. Oh, rheumatism. Rheumatism runs in the blood, Mr. Cream. What are you talking about? I never had rheumatism. When I think of me, poor old mother, only 60 and couldn't move a muscle. Rheumatism. Oh. They never found the remedy for it yet. Atom rockets is all they care about. Well, I can thank me lucky stars, touch wood. Your son, yes, he's in the papers. The Carton affair. Oh, the way he managed that case, he can be a proud man. The wife read it again in this morning's lark. What do you mean, the Barton affair? The Carton Affair, Mr. Cream. The sex fiend on the Assizes. That's not him. He's not the Assizes, my boy, isn't He's the county courts. You mean Judge... Judge... Oh, what's this his name was in the Barton Affair? I thought it was him. No, certainly not, I tell you. The county courts, my boy, not the Assizes. The county courts. 
Ah, you know, the the courts and the assizes, it was always all six and one to me. Ah, but there's a big difference, Mr. Gorman, a power of difference. A civil case and a criminal one. Quite another, how do you do? What would a civil case be doing in the lark, now I ask you? All that machinery, you know, I never got the swing of it, and, and now it, it's all six of one to me. Well, you're never in the courts. I was once, all right, when me niece got her divorce. That was, when was it now? Thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty years. I was greatly put about, I can tell you. The poor little thing divorced after two years of married life. Me sister was never the same after it. Divorce is the curse of society. You can take it from me. The curse of society. Ask my boy if you don't believe me. There I'm with you. The curse of society. Look at what it leads up to. When you think me niece had a little girl as good as never knew her father. Did she get alimony? She was put out to board and wasted her way to a shadow. That's a nice thing for you. Did the mother get alimony? Divil the money. So... That's your son ladling out the divorces. As a judge, he must. As a father, it goes to his heart. Has he children? Well, in a way, he had one, little Herbert. Lived to be four months, then passed away. How long is it now? How long is it now? Oh, dear, oh, dear, Mr. Cream. Dear, oh, dear. And did they never have another... Other children. Didn't I tell you? I have my daughter's children, my two daughters. Talking of that, your man there, Barton, the sex boy, isn't that nice carrying on for you, showing himself off like that without a stitch on him to little children? Might just as well have been ours, Gorman, our own little grandchildren. Mrs. Cream must be a proud woman, too, to be a grandmother. Mrs. Cream is in her coffin these 20 years, Mr. Gorman. Oh, God, forgive me. What am I talking about? I, I, I'm getting you wouldn't know what I'd be talking about. That's right. You were saying you were with Miss Daisy. With my daughter, Bertha, Mr. Gorman. My daughter, Bertha, Mrs. Rupert Moody. Your daughter, Bertha. That's right. So, she married Moody. Gallus garage they have there near the slaughterhouse. Not him. His brother, the nurseryman. Oh, grand match. More power to you. Have they children? Hey, Children! Two doughty little boys. Little Johnny, I, I mean Hubert, and the other... Uh, the other... But tell me, your daughter, poor soul... She was taken then, was she? That cigarette while we're at it. I might try this, gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I beg your pardon, sir. I'll trouble you for a light. Ah, uh, oh, uh, the young are very wrapped up, Mr. Cream. Little Hubert and the other. The other. What's this his name is? And Mrs. Gorman? Still in it. Ah, you're the lucky Jim, Gorman. You're the lucky Jim. 
Mrs. Gorman, by God. Fine figure of a woman, Mrs. Gorman. Fine, handsome woman. Oh, handsome, all right. But you know, age. And we have our health, thanks be to God, Touchwood. You know what it is, Mr. Cream. That'll be the way to pop off. Chatting away like this of a sunny morning. None of that now, Gorman. Who's talking of popping off with the health you have as strong as an ox and a comfortable wife? Ah, uh, I'd give ten years of mine to have her back. Do you hear me? Living with strangers isn't the same. Miss Bertha's so sweet and good. You're on the pig's back, for God's sake. On the pig's back. It's not the same. You can take it from me. Can't call your soul your own. Look at the cigarettes. The lighter. Miss Bertha. So sweet and good. Uh, sweet and good, all right. But damn it if she doesn't take me for a doddering old driveling dotard. What did they do with those cigarettes? And tell me... Your poor dear daughter-in-law. Oh, what am I saying? Your daughter-in-law. My daughter-in-law. My daughter-in-law. What about my daughter-in-law? She had private means. It was said she had private means. Private means. Ah, they were the queer private means. All swallied up in the ward every halfpenny. Do you hear me? All in the bank, the private means. Not as much land as you tether a goat. Land, Gorman. There's no security like land. But that woman, you might as well have been talking to the bedpost. A mule she was, that woman was. Ah, well, it's only human nature. You can't always pierce into the future. Now, now, Gorman, don't be telling me. Land. Wouldn't you live all your life off a bit of land? Damn it now, wouldn't you? Any fool knows that. Unless they take the fantasy to go and build on the moon, the way they say. Ah, that's all fantasy, Gorman. You can take it from me. All fantasy and delusion. They'll smart for us one of these days. By God, they will. You don't believe in the moon, what they're experimenting at. My dear Gorman, the moon is the moon, and cheese is cheese. What did they take us for? Didn't it always exist, the moon? Wasn't it always there as large as life? And what did it ever mean? Only fantasy and delusion, Gorman. Fantasy and delusion. Or is it our forefathers wore a lot of our bags, maybe? Now, is that on the cards, I ask you? Bacon, Wellington, Washington. For them, the moon was always in their opinion. Damn it, I ask you. You'd think to hear them talk. No one ever bothered his arse with the moon before. Make a cat swallow his whiskers. They think they've discovered the moon. <laughs> as if, as if. <laughs> what was I driving at? So, you're against progress, are you? Progress, progress. Progress is all very fine and grand. There's such a thing, I grant you. But it's scientific progress. Scientific. The moon's not progress. Lunacy, lunacy. Ah, there I'm with you. Progress is scientific, and the moon... The moon. That's the way it is. The wisdom of the ancients, that's the trouble. They don't give a rap or a snap for it anymore. And the world going to rack and ruin. Wouldn't it be better now to go back to the old maxims and not be gallivanting, off killing one another in China over the moon? Ah, when I think of my poor father. Your father. Oh, that reminds me. I knew your father well. 
There was a man for you, old Mr. Cream. What he had to say, he lashed out with it straight from the shoulder, and no humming and horn. <laughs> now it comes back to me. One year there on the town council, me father told me, it must have been, oh, wait now till I see, 95, 95 or 6, a short while before he resigned. 95, that's it. The year of the Great Frost. Ah, I beg your pardon. The Great Frost was 93. I just turned 10. 93, Gorman, the Great Frost. Me father used to tell the story how Mr. Cream went hell for leather for the mayor. Who was he in those days? Must have been Overend. Yes, Overend. Ah, there you're mistaken, my dear Gorman. My father went on the council with Overend in 97, January 97. Well, well, that may be, that may be. But it must have been 95 or 6 just the same, seeing as how my father went off in 96. April 96. There was a set against him and he had to give in his resignation. Well, then, your father was off when it happened. All I know is mine went on with Overend in 97. The year Marable was burnt out. Ah, Marable. Yeah. It wasn't 500 yards from the door. 500 yards, Mr. Cream. I can still hear me poor mother saying to us, ah, poor dear Maria, she was saying to me again only last night. January 96, that's right. 97, I tell you, 97. Uh, the year my father was voted on. Yeah, 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 that may be, but just the same. The clout he gave Overend. That's right. Now I have it. The clout was Oscar Bliss, the butcher in Pollock Street. The butcher in Pollock Street. There's a memory from the dim, distant past for you. Didn't he have a daughter, do you remember? Helen. Helen Bliss. Pretty girl. She'd be my age. Eighty-three saw the light of day. And Rosie Plumpton. Oh, Bonnie Rosie. Staring up at the lid these thirty years she must be now. And Molly Berry. And Eva... Uh, what was her name? Eva Hart. That's right. Eva Hart. Didn't she marry a Crumplin? Her brother. Her brother Alfred married Gertie Crumplin. Great one for the lads she was, you remember? Gertie, great one for the lads. Oh, do I remember Gertie Crumplin. Great bit of skirt, boy God. Oh, great bit of skirt. <laughs> yeah, old dog, yeah. And Nellie Crowther. There's one came to a nasty end. Simon's daughter, that's right. The parents were greatly to blame, you can take it from me. They reared her well then, just the same. Bled themselves white for her, so they did. Poor Mary used to tell us all, we were very close in those days, lived on the same landing, you know. Poor Mary, yes, she used to say... What a drain it was, having the child boarding out at St. Teresa's. <laughs> Can you imagine? Very classy. Daughters of the gentry, Mr. Cream. Even taught French they were, the young ladies. Isn't that what I'm telling you? Reared her like a princess of the blood they did. French. Now I ask you, French. Would you blame them, Mr. Cream? The best of parents. 
You can't deny it. Education. French. French. Isn't that what I'm saying? They denied themselves everything. Take the bits out of their mouths they would for their Nelly. Don't be telling me they had her on a string all the same, they said, young lady. Remember that holy week? 1912, was it? What, 13? Hey! When you think of Simon, the man he was, don't be telling me that. Holy Week, 1913. Now it all comes back to me. Is that like as if they had her on a string, what she did then? Peace to our ashes, Mr. Cream. Principles, Gorman. Principles. Without principles, I ask you. Wasn't there an army man in it? Hey. Wasn't there an army man in it? In the car. Hey. An army man in the car. In the Crowder blow-up. Oh, you mean the Lutheran Sinjin Fitzball? Sinjin Fitzball, that's the man. Wasn't he mixed up in it? Uh, they were keeping company, all right. He died in 14. Wounds. And his aunt, Miss Hester? Dead, then, these how many years is it now? How many? Oh, she was a great old one. A little on the high and mighty side, perhaps, you might say. Take fire like gunpowder. But a heart of gold, if you only knew. Her niece has a chip of the old block, wouldn't you say? Her niece? No recollection? No recollection? Miss Victoria! Oh, come on now. She was to have married an American, and she's in the turrets, yes? I thought they'd sold. Ha, sell the turrets, is it? They'll never sell. The family seat, three centuries and maybe more. Three centuries, Mr. Cream. You might be their historiographer, Gorman, to hear you talk. What you don't know about those people? Historiographer, no, Mr. Cream. I wouldn't go so far as that, but... Miss Victoria, right enough, I know her through and through. We stop and have a gasp like when her aunt was still in it. Ah, yes. Nothing hoity-toity about Miss Victoria. You can take my word, she has a great chip of the old block. Hadn't she a brother? The Luton, yes. Died in 14. Wounds. The bloody cars. Such a thing as a quiet chat, I ask you. Well, I'll be slipping along. I'm holding you back from your work. Slipping along? What would you want, slipping along? And we only after meeting for once in a blue moon. Well then, just a minute and smoke a quick one. What did I do with those cigarettes? Are you far ahead? Don't mind me. When you think, when you think,
That was the old tune by Samuel Beckett, adapted from the radio play La Manivelle by Robert Panget. Barry McGovern played Mr. Cream, and Eamon Morrissey played Gorman. The play was directed by Connell Morrison. Sound design and sound supervision were by Damien Chanel and Michael Stapleton. The producer was Kevin Brew. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. The radio version was based on the stage production of the play from the Enniskillen Happy Days Beckett Festival in 2018. The play was broadcast by kind permission of the estate of Samuel Beckett. The programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.